Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands on learning and research with world class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What is going on, everybody? I am Jamie Shaw. I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Scott Spinelli, and this is The Breakdown. Scott, how are you doing today? Awesome, Jamie. Great to see you here today, buddy. Yeah, man. And before we jump into our eighth installment here, Virginia Tech, let's introduce the audience to who it is that we are. My name is Jamie Shaw. I am National Recruiting Analyst at Rivals.com. Also, I'm the author of one of the largest NCAA compliance scouting services in the country, ABC Basketball Report. Scott, tell them about yourself. Well, before I do that, Jamie, just again, let me just make sure that I give a special shout out. Uh, to Dana Barrows, Travis, Stephanie, uh, the entire staff here at the Dana Barrows Basketball Club for allowing us to produce and direct our show. Uh, it really is a, a special place here, and uh, we're very thankful for them allowing us to do that. Uh, with that, Jamie, I've been able to coach at every level of basketball. Uh, upon graduating college, uh, I got into some prep school coaching where I was a head coach at two different prep schools for six years. Started the Winchenden program, Winchenden School in Massachusetts, and built that program uh, as the head coach from the ground up, and then worked my way up the ranks. Uh, had an opportunity and um, to work at you know the low major, mid major, high level uh, Division One programs, as well as some professional uh, basketball. And along the way, Jamie have had the opportunity to work for some great head coaches, guys who are. Uh, you know, great mentors, people that I've learned so much from. And, um, and, and that's something that you know, I'll always, as a coach, be thankful and grateful for is the guys I've worked for. So, um, again, great to see you, Jamie. Absolutely. I can't wait to see the next uh, job lined up uh, where you land. But for this one, we're on installment number eight, as we mentioned, of the breakdown. Virginia Tech head coach Mike Young, the reigning ACC coach of the year. Coming off of a seven, uh, 15 and seven uh, team, had him a third place finish in the ACC. Mike Young, as a coach, 330 career wins and 19 seasons as a head coach, both at Wofford, Virginia Tech. Uh, he had postseasons in eight of the last 11, with six of those postseasons being NCAA tournaments. They're coming off of a, a team, loses two starters in Wabisabidi and Ty Radford, and then their sixth man as well, Jalen Cohn, who transferred to Northern Arizona. First off, I want to ask you, having coached against him, game planned against him, scouted against him and everything, what is it that makes Mike Young so successful as a coach? Well, Jamie, first of all, I've known Mike for many years. And, you know, he's just a, what he is as a coach as he is as a person in terms of being somebody genuine. Uh, he's somebody that is 
uh, a blue collar, uh, tough minded coach. And I think his teams reflect his personality. When you look at Virginia Tech, you look at their stat line, you look at their personnel, and they've obviously done a really good job uh, in recruiting, identifying talent, and at the same time developing players. But what really sticks out is the blue-collar mindset in terms of how Virginia Tech plays on both ends of the floor every possession. And that reflects Coach Mike Young and who he is as a person. Um, the one thing that I will tell you, in watching Virginia Tech, both from sitting uh, in the uh, on the opposite bench and watching them uh, a lot on video and film, uh, they're a they're a fun team to watch as it relates to a team that gives maximum effort. Jamie, they play the game the right way on both ends, and I think if you looked at the analytics of what Coach Young and Virginia Tech are all about. Um, Nothing is going to jump off the paper, you know, and say, wow, they're this, they're that. But what they do do is they win games. They make a lot of winning plays. And I think sometimes analytically you could get tricked and fooled into thinking uh, whether, you know, in a very positive way, uh, unrealistically, or whether it's even in a, um, a, a unrealistically bad way. But with Virginia Tech, they are who they are. Their identity is that blue-collar, tough-minded uh, make winning plays, play the game the right way. And they are a team that's together. They are together from the guys on the court to the coaching staff, to the, you know, the support staff, to all, all the players in the program. They're genuinely together. And when you have a together team like that, that really spells uh, victory or winning uh, in a lot of ways. As we mentioned, this team loses two starters as well as their six man. But they return preseason ACC first team player KV Aluma. Um, 15.2 points last season. He shot 35% from three, 7.9 rebounds, 1.3 blocks per game. Mike Young brought him with him. For, I guess he didn't bring him with him, but he uh, KV Aluma started his career off at Wofford, transferred up to Virginia Tech, um, and has had all this success at Virginia Tech. You know, as we said, first team preseason all ACC. What will KV Aluma, what type of player is he, and what will he bring to the table? Um, for opposing teams defenses. Jamie, I think this is one of the best stories in the ACC when you see a kid like Aluma uh, come in from a program like Wolford where he averaged as a freshman somewhere around three points per game in the Big South. And to Coach Young and his staff's credit, to take a kid like that and to develop him both obviously on the court, his skill development, um, you know, his body's changed, uh, nutrition. Uh, there's a lot of people that I'm sure have contributed to his development. But when you look at a kid that came from the Big South and then to have the mindset that he can uh, produce at such a high level and efficient level in the ACC, uh, Coach Young and his staff deserve a lot of credit here. He's a kid that, again, coming into the ACC conference this year, will be one of the premier big guys as it relates to a, a player that can go in and away from the basket. And when you talk about, you know, for younger players who are listening to this podcast, here's another example of a player that might have been labeled, you know, low major, mid-major, maybe he's not this or he's not that, but his path, you know, was measured on continuously just getting better. And each day, 
Aluma has done that. And it's quite obvious when you look at his productivity uh, last year uh, in the ACC going into this season, he's a force to be reckoned with. He can pass, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can score from all levels, tremendous rebounder and a great field for the game. So again, blue collar type player who has worked hard to develop his craft and his skills. You know, a lot of the credit goes to coach young and his staff there too. Another fascinating recruiting story, Naheem Aligne, uh, Mountain View High School, Buford, Georgia. He finished up his senior year at high school. And then after that, and going into that April, he picked up his offers, his USF, Nebraska, Virginia Tech, VCU offers. Um, and then obviously chose VCV, uh, Virginia Tech. Fascinating story. Um, another one of those kind of under-the-radar guys that Mike Young seems to have on this roster who fit his system, his blue-collar mentality, as you said. But sec- probably going to be the second-best player this year, their number two option, 11.1 points uh, per game, 43.8% from three, 2.6 rebounds. Um, what type of steps will Naheem need to make this season in order for Virginia Tech to have the type of year that they are looking to have? Jim, when you look last year at the way Virginia Tech uh, finished, obviously they lost a heartbreaker in the NCAA tournament, um, but Alane – you know, scored 28 points in that game. I mean, he was tremendous. And when you see a young player like, you know, a guy like him who, again, has developed throughout his time at Vatech, and then you see that kind of production, especially on a big stage in the NCAA tournament, uh, I'm sure that he's had an unbelievable offseason and even taken a bigger jump. Look for Alane to be a kid that comes in this year and is very consistent uh, with the loss of Radford and obviously Beatty. You know, he's a guy that's going to be counted on to produce. I'm not saying 28 points, you know, per game, but I am saying that he's going to be a lot more efficient this year, uh, a lot more consistent this year. And his numbers are going to go up tremendously because they're going to be going playing through obviously a loomer and him as their two go-to guys this year. So again, another great recruiting story of a kid that was, again, was under the radar and he kept getting better and he's continuously getting better. Uh, you know, I'm expecting big things from him this year. Another player that you mentioned earlier uh, that we've already talked about while Sabidi, his, his numbers weren't eye popping 3.9 points per game, but he started 80 games. He was the leader he was kind of the backbone of what this team's personality was. And rightfully so, first year out of college, he goes on to a coaching staff over at Texas A&M. They bring in Storm Murphy, another player from Wofford, fifth-year senior, 1,300 career points, uh, 470 career assists that he had accumulated at Wofford, fifth-year senior. Um, this is probably going to be the biggest question mark on the team as most eyes are going to be seeing how Storm Murphy performs, how the point guard play at Virginia Tech happens. What have you seen from Storm Murphy, and how do you see him uh, fitting in in the ACC? Well, Jamie, I'm going to kind of touch a little bit on Beattie. Um, Beattie is a local kid here. He's from Massachusetts, and, you know, we offered him as a, as a when he was a younger player, um, you know, coming up in the high school ranks, and he was a kid that always, always played the game to win. Tremendous energy, um, you know, unbelievably uh, coachable, And he was a guy that we felt at Boston College that was going to have the kind of impact that he did uh, throughout his college career. And he showed that 
at Vatech. All BD's ever done is win games. And when you watch BD in terms of what he did for that team, it might not have been measured as much statistically, Jamie, but his presence on the floor uh, and what he did, not only offensively, but defensively, uh, is going to be missed. Now, Storm Murphy, you know, I, again, he fits that same mold, right? He's a guy that played uh, for Coach Young at Wolford, blue-collar, tough, hard-nosed kid. Um, the one thing that he has probably a little bit uh, – he does a little bit better than Beatty. He's an excellent three-point shooter. I think he's made over 223s throughout his career at Wolford. And, um, you know, not really, you know, thinking about, okay, well, if you can shoot the three-point shot like that, and you're a kid that can also, you know, put the ball on the floor and make your teammates better, which he's shown. Uh, those two things are really going to be necessary uh, for him to do this year to continue on because they've got some other guys around him. And if he takes on that role that Beatty did with a little bit more three-point shooting and hopefully he brings that same mindset, you know, on the floor for loose balls, a uh, hockey assist guy where he, you know, sets up somebody that sets up somebody else. Uh, thankless, like uh, thankless job that Beatty had in a lot of ways, uh, great pressure defensively on the ball. Um, and I think all that energy that they lost with Beatty, Storm Murphy is going to be counted on that. And again, if he does that and he can, he continues on the path of making three point shots and making his teammates better, you know, he's going to be a huge addition uh, for the Hokies this year. This next question is one that I've just been researching Virginia tech. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated to hear your answer with and how you go through it. Because as I research Virginia tech, you look through their numbers, as you mentioned before, they don't really pop off the page at you. They don't really lead the ACC in any offensive categories. They don't, you know, percentage-wise or counting numbers-wise, um, yet they just win. They just find a way to grind out victories and wins. I want to hear from you. I'm super excited to hear from you break down what their offensive identity is and how it is that they come through with all these victories um, and, and have success on the offensive end of the floor. Well, you got to start with, first of all, Coach Young and his staff, right? I think any team takes on the personality of the head coach. And a guy like Coach Young, uh, who is a guy that is all about hard work um, and he practices what he preaches. And I think that mentality, that blue collar mentality and, you know, what he brings to the table is become infectious amongst his players. You know, I've been in the ACC for a long time, Jamie, and I can tell you uh, what defines, you know, teams and seasons and even programs is winning and losing close games and heartbreaking games. And for whatever it's worth, Coach Young has figured out a way to win close games. And so when you look at what must be, you know, again, we're not there every day in practice, but I'm sure this is a team um, that does a lot of the little things. And what we call them as coaches is they make a lot of winning plays. Uh, plays that aren't necessarily measured in box score statistics or in analytics, Jamie, but what they are measured in is the contributions to winnings. And so with that, Jamie, I'd love to get into their offensive identity here and really show you some video of what Virginia Tech does 
Um, and again, to your point, it's not a team that you can look at and say, okay, they're going to run mover blocker like Virginia, or they're going to get out and transition and run the Carolina break like Carolina does. Um, they're a team that plays to their strengths. Um, they run a lot of set plays. Um, but again, they're running set plays for reasons, not just to run a play. They're running it to get certain guys the ball in the positions that they can thrive in. And because of that, those plays that are made uh, offensively are winning plays and they add up. And again, they've, you, as we've seen, uh, Virginia Tech is winning as, at a high rate because of it. So without further ado, Jamie, I'd love to dive into their offensive identity and show some clips. In this first clip, we're going to show you how fast they can get out and they can transition uh, off a steal to a three-point shot. And you can see everybody's running wide, running their lanes. Uh, again, a little dribble flip handoff, but in rhythm, you know, uh, again, that's cone, but they will, they will convert their defense to offense in transition for either a wide open layup or a wide open three. In this possession here, you're going to see Virginia Tech, and it's not necessarily the set play, right? So you see a, a, a kind of a ball screen here on the side, a side ball screen, and Gator, who made the pass, is cutting through. Now, we've shown motion, and this is kind of the stack side opposite the ball screen, but the fact that he's cutting through and the Florida defenders actually switch it, there's a little bit of what we call occupying the defense on that side of the floor, and it causes them to kind of look and think as opposed to just react. And so when he comes off the ball screen here, all he does is he makes a simple pass over the top. Alane, great awareness, feeling the double team. And watch the ball movement and reversal here. This is almost like it's a drill work in practice. I mean, that's as textbook as you get in terms of playing the game the right way to get the best shot. Not a good shot, a great shot. There were multiple times there in that possession that they might have had a good shot but they, they finished with a great shot and the basketball gods reward you when you play the game the right way. And Virginia Tech certainly does that on both ends and especially in that offensive possession. In this possession here, you're going to see Aluma, you know, setting what we call a flat middle ball screen where his butt is towards the baseline. And in this case here, the Florida defense switches it. Now, all they do basically is they recognize the matchup a little guard on Florida fronting Aluma. Aluma now feels the double. And when he does, he understands where to go with the ball. Florida choked this one pass away here off. And Aluma understands that two passes away here is going to be the pass. And he makes a tremendous pass to his teammate who immediately catches it. Couture now has his hands ready and his hips down. And now he's forcing what you'd call a long closeout. Wide open three because he was shot ready, but it all started with the initial pass from Aluma, who caught it, very poised, made the correct decision out of the double team, didn't panic, didn't over dribble. And then again, the credit to Virginia Tech at catching the ball and moving it. We call that one more and putting Florida in a long closeout. Um, to an advantage to an offensive player who was shot ready. In this next clip, 
you know, we're going to watch Virginia Tech here. And when you see this clip, you know, it's again, it's not necessarily the actual entry. It's just how they play off of this. Right. So they got great spacing. And what they're trying to do here, they got a little false um, you know, fake screen on this block. Illumina act, acts like he's going to set a back screen, kind of freezes his defender a little bit. Uh, a lot of times when you do that, your defender, in Illumina's case, kind of raises up a little bit, and he's kind of thinking to himself that he's going to have to help on a back screen. But instead, what Illumina does is on all this, you know, this motion, this kind of what we call fluff, two guys moving to occupy their men. Aluma just kind of comes behind his man. And we talk about sealing your man there by stepping over his top foot. We call that swiveling, getting your butt into the defense and making sure that he can't get around you in the post. And he catches it literally on top of the basket and finishes with his opposite hand. A tremendous play, simple, but playing to their individual strengths is what Coach Young and his staff do. This last possession here is a ball screen possession that you're going to see. And, you know, again, it's not necessarily the actual uh, play that, you know, gives Virginia Tech, you know, the wide open shot. But this is kind of a flat middle ball screen where he twisted at the end. And when he twists it, what happens here is Mutz, again, the transfer from Delaware, who – plays the game to win. When you look at Mutz's stat line and why he's so valuable, it isn't necessarily that he does one thing incredibly well. He just does all the things that you need him to do to help you win. And on this case here, he sees the Carolina defender kind of close out with an open stance there, and he just catches and he drives the ball to a wide open dunk. And a lot of that had to do more with catching the ball in a position where he read what his what his defender did in terms of the closeout technique again you know not something that's complicated just you know reacting to the defense and playing to a guy like Mutz in terms of his ability his versatility um play in and away from the basket so we've talked about their three main focal pieces they're going to have two other guys that are going to need to step up and 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 elevate their games a little bit step into roles Hunter Couture and Justin Mutz. Justin Mutz last year, he averaged 29 minutes per game, 9.5 points, 6.4 rebounds. Hunter Couture, six foot three guard, in 22 minutes, eight and a half points. He shot 43% from three. Um, what are you seeing from both Mutz and Couture on this season's team um, in order to step into the roles vacated um, by Radford and Jalen Cohn? Well, to your point, let's start with Mutz. Uh, and Mutz was a kid that transferred from Delaware. Uh, he's a super senior, so he's older. But the one thing I will say about him that was kind of a uh, – I had never really seen much of him at Delaware, but he brought a lot of energy last year on both ends of the floor. Um, and he makes winning plays. He does whatever it takes to help his team win. And, again, Coach Young, his staff, they've instilled that mindset into all their guys. But Mutz is kind of like that unsung hero, that guy that – Every game you look at, uh, if he needs to make a three-point shot or if he needs to score the ball, he'll do that. If he needs to uh, offensive rebound or he needs to make sure that defensively he's rebounding, um, you know, picking up steals, he'll do that. He's just one of those guys that's the consummate winner team guy. And then you look at Couture. Couture, to me, 
is uh, a Mike Young uh, uh, perfect system fit. Uh, former quarterback, 6'3", 200 pound, tough as nails, uh, a kid that plays every possession defensively like it's his last. You know, we had this saying, Jamie, and I, you know, we used to talk about this quite a bit, is to take on game point mentality, right? So like, you know, when you're playing basketball and you play in your Sunday night leagues, Jamie, when the game is on the line, that game point mentality, both if you need a stop defensively, that possession means a lot. And at the same time, offensively, that game point mentality means you're going to probably have to play through some contact. To me, Hunter Couture is a game point mentality type player where on both ends of the floor, he plays uh, to that mindset. And again, you know, he's an excellent three-point shooter. He's somebody that's a perfect system fit. Look for his minutes to increase this year, especially with the loss of Beattie. Um, and, and, and again, you talk about individual development. I'm sure he's worked extremely hard and gotten that much better. Uh, so again, both Mutz and him are going to be those high energy, high octane guys and look for those two guys numbers statistically uh, to improve and increase this year. So far, we've gone through the personnel um, and a lot of them are older. And I'm going to ask you about that later, how important it is to get old and stay old. It seems to be a theme that we have here. But we have Couture, who's a junior, Justin Mutz, a fifth year senior, KV Aluma, fifth year senior, Aline, uh, a junior um, you know, Storm Murphy, fifth-year senior, they're old. I want to talk about a couple of the younger guys that are coming back, um, and Darius Maddox and David Ingeson, about what type of roles that they can take on for this team. They've been there for a year, so they're not they're not brand new, um, but they're going to be needed this year for some depth and, and for some pop in, in the game and everything. Uh, what can Darius Maddox and David Ingeson bring to this team, and how can they um, kind of elevate the play of everybody around them? Well, first of all, Maddox, you know, coming from Oak Hill, as we remember him in, in playing in that prep school, high school type setting, uh, he was a kid that was an offensive guy that can really uh, do some things. I mean, he's, you know, he's a guy that has the potential to kind of, you know, do it offensively at all three levels. Um, you know, I think as any freshman last year, especially with the culture which Vatek created, you know, he probably had to get used to, like most freshmen do, in terms of playing every possession, not taking possessions off. And, and that goes on the defensive end, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's probably was his biggest adjustment last year. But he's going to be a guy, again, you know, you look at, you know, Aluma, look at him as kind of the, you know, the, the guy that came into a big South team at Wolford and averaged three points per game. And look what he's developed into. So you got to look at a kid like Maddox who has – oozing with potential to come in this year and be a guy offensively that gives them some support. I'm not sure he'll start, but I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be uh, impactful this year and uh, show huge strides and give them some offensive firepower off the bench. As it relates to Engerson, Engerson last year, if you were to take his statistics, Jamie, especially on the rebounding end, analytically and put those stats, I think it was 2.3 points per, per uh, excuse me, 2.3 rebounds per game, right around, I don't know, seven or nine minutes right in that area. I, I think if you were to project that, he'd be averaging almost 10 rebounds a game or above. And so he was, he's a very active, long, skilled guy 
who plays with a high motor and he goes after the ball. He has a great nose for the ball and uh, he rebounds on both ends offensively because of his length and his athleticism. Uh, he's a guy that can go over people defensively. He rebounds the ball also. And again, he's a, you know, he's, he's deceptively uh, skilled too. Like he'll step away and make some shots for them. He can pass dribble. So he's a guy that's going to be counted on this year too in the front court, um, especially after being in the program for a year and the improvement I'm sure he's made uh, a little wiry, you know, he's not overly thick and strong physically, um, you know, uh, strong in the sense that he's not 220 pounds he's like 210 pounds or so but he is wiry strong and uh skilled guy and i think he's going to provide a lot of firepower too uh both offensively and defensively for them this year in the front court some of the common themes that you've brought up during this you know obviously with the length and everything but also you have culture also you have hard nosed um and all that 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 just screams defensive identity um and all of that Looking, looking at what Virginia Tech did last season on the defensive end, during ACC play, they were third in points given up. They were third um, in total rebounds. Uh, they were third in three-point percentage against. Uh, fourth in block shots. Defensive identity. Um, what is it about this team? What is it that Mike Young tries to do on defense, and, and how, how do they have such success on the defensive end of the floor? Jamie, I played for a coach in college, uh, Coach Mike Jarvis, who had a saying, and that was this. He told us from the minute we started, um, you know, our careers and playing for him that defense is about three things, a head with a brain, heart and guts. The, if you have those three things, which every person in this locker room has, you're going to be a guy that's going to be able to get better and help the team win on the defensive end of the floor. That can't be more true as it relates to Vartek. Head with a brain, heart, and guts. And again, when we talk about every possession, very few possessions, and I think this was a goal of ours at Texas A&M. Jamie, we, we had the best four-year win total in A&M history. We averaged 25 wins a game. And our team was about playing every possession defensively. It would get to a point, Jamie, that we'd be in a game, and if we didn't contest a shot, top foot, high hand on every shot, it was noticeable. And I, again, I, you, you compare that parallel to Vatek as it relates to how hard they play every possession. There are very few uh, uncontested shots that they give up when they set their defense. Like anybody else, when they turn the ball over and transition, you know, things happen. But when their set defense uh, is in place and they're able to lock in, they're as good as it gets defensively in terms of being a team that makes it really hard and contest every shot high hand. So without further ado, I'd love to get in and show you some of these defensive clips here and what makes Virginia Tech who they are identity-wise head, heart, and guts, every possession. Jamie, I'd like to take you through their defensive identity. And we've talked about Virginia Tech and how their stats really don't jump, um, you know, off the, off the paper when looking at what they accomplish in terms of their defensive field goal percentage from the two-point line or the three-point line. And so, but I do want to show you what equates to winning and how they're able to win a lot of these close games. They're a very blue-collar, defensive-minded team. And here's a great clip of what they do. 
that equates to winning plays. And here you can see BD on the ball pressuring. Now the ball screen comes and the coverage is blown, right? So the definition of any great defense is not just individual, it's team. And watch his teammate just step up. Perfect position there. Knees bent and his chest is square and he takes the charge. Now, here's why I think Virginia Tech and it's just not that clip in terms of what was just done there defensively um, that is so impressive. But look at how excited the coaches are from the head coach with his, you know, two fists up in the air to the assistants, to the entire uh, bench, how excited they are. And that energy they feed off of. And it really looks like a fun environment that Coach Young and his staff have created in terms of a togetherness. This next clip that I'm going to show you is a, a very fundamentally sound defensive possession. And just watch the awareness and the hustle uh, on this possession. So, uh, again, great pressure on the ball. They're chasing. Here comes a ball screen coverage. Punches over and he shows flat. Now we talk about tags. And so here you're going to see Illumine, who again is a kid that plays the interior for them, tagging his man. When we talk about tagging somebody, you're actually impeding their progress. You're engaging them. Uh, you're bumping them, whatever the terminology, but you can see the tag here on the roll guy and you can also see the awareness of him in terms of the pass, being able to get in there and deflect that and turn it into a steal. But this is who Virginia Tech is. Great tag, great recovery, and um, very fundamentally sound defensive possession. In this next possession, I want you to watch how, um, how watch the hustle and watch how determined Wasiba Beatty is in terms of getting through a back screen and then a down screen. And again, you know, you look at the physicality, a lot of younger players think, okay, why do I have to do push-ups and weight train and eat well? Well, you could see Beatty, who's a seasoned vet here, who really did a nice job developing his body over his time at Bar Tech. Again, a local kid from this area. You see how he bumps his man off this down screen without fouling him and he gets through it and it means something to him. Um, you know, it's not necessarily the fact that he was going to get the ball, but he understands the effort that it takes to win. And this is a winning play where he actually denies his man, the ball and kind of takes Florida out of their offensive set. And then you'll see, you know, great pressure here on the ball punches over, You'll see the great help from BD one pass away. Now I'm going to show this clip and I really want the, want the audience to watch it because I want you to see what it means one pass away to help a teammate. Okay. And then when the ball comes up to the offensive man's hip, watch BD push off and recover back to his man at the same time. His teammate, who's guarding the corner man, stunts at the ball. We call that little foot fake a stunt. And that stunt keeps the offensive player for Florida from not catching and driving. It makes them pause. And then it gives BD time to recover. A great possession of one pass away, help, recover, 
with a stunt in the process to helping BD recover to his man. And then again, now they're late clock, you know, uh, again, he left his feet, but again, contest, everybody boxes out and Virginia Tech does as good a job as anybody in terms of finishing possessions, rebounding. Those little plays make a big difference. And I think, again, when you talk about Tech, you talk about the little things uh, translating to big results and those are winning plays. And closing out here with the personnel, a couple more newcomers I want to touch on. Um, Lynn Kidd transferred from Clemson. Um, Clemson brought him in a little bit early um, this past year. Six foot nine um, guy out of Florida. Uh, what type of role do you see Lynn Kidd uh, taking on on this Virginia Tech team? Well, look. I remember him, again, another kid from Florida, right? They've got a few guys here that they've recruited out of the state of Florida, and Florida has been good to them. But Lynn Kidd, again, is another guy that's oozing with potential. To your point, he, you know, he reclassed. He was a younger guy, um, has, you know, played at Clemson. So you know that he's already been um, ACC tested, you know, in the weight room, uh, on the court and practice every day. Uh, he transferred over to Tech. And with their proven track record, Coach Young and his staff's, you know, track record in terms of their individual development, both on the court, weight room and nutrition, he's a kid that just needs time. That's all he really needs. Uh, great length to him. Uh, a kid that's evolving skill wise, um, you know, athletic shot blocker type. If he gets a little bit more aggressive and again, gets that mindset that all these Vatech guys seem to have. I think he's going to be a guy that can impact the program, especially this year coming off the bench. Virginia Tech brings in a two-man recruiting class, uh, three-star players. Jalen Haynes out of uh, Florida uh, chose Virginia Tech over Mississippi State, USF, VCU, a six-foot-eight player. Uh, Sean Padula, six-foot-one out of Oklahoma, chose Virginia Tech over Minnesota, Oklahoma State, SMU, Tulsa, uh, got uh, schools like that. What type of players are they? I know that you've, you've seen them. You've uh, walked through tape of them and, and, and recruited them and stuff like that. What type of players are they bringing in with there? And do either of them have a chance to uh, creep into the rotation? Let's start with Haynes, another Florida product, originally went to Dillard High School. And, you know, we've I've had an experience uh, over the years. I had a kid I recruited from Dillard High School, went on to play at Nebraska. Tremendous talent, a kid by the name of Joe McRae. But Dillard High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, has been an, uh, a high school that continuously has put out some really, really good players and guys that seem to really excel when they get to college on, on the stage. And the bigger the stage, the bigger those kids seem to play uh, and perform. And again, the, the most recent one was the kid that just graduated from Florida State, uh, who's now with the New Jersey Nets. Do you know who Raycon I'm talking yeah, Raekwon Gray. Um, I saw Raekwon in high school play, and he was a kid that was sort of like Haynes. Haynes's statistics might actually even be better, but a big, strong kid who you could see if he was going to get in the weight room and he was going to work hard. Again, you don't know sometimes work ethic, but Raekwon Gray simply worked his tail off at Florida State again came from Dillard. You look at Haynes, same type of body, uh, big, strong kid, a kid that I believe that's just going to continue to get better and better, probably a little bit even more skilled at the same age as Gray was, uh, double, double type guy, plays the game to win, tough. So I'm looking for him to come in and make an impact right away. I really am. And again, staying consistent with those Dillard kids 
He's a guy that, you know, coming from that program, um, you know, they've done an unbelievable job at developing kids and getting them ready uh, to Division One programs uh, and get ready to impact as freshmen. And then you talk about Padula. I mean, Padula, again, is that Virginia Tech type guy, Coach Mike Young type guy, a guy that uh, will do whatever it takes to help his team win, a hard-nosed, tough kid, uh, makes his teammates better. He'll defend on the ball, off the ball. Excellent three-point shooter, brings incredible energy every possession. Padula will be a guy that also gives them uh, instant impact as a freshman, uh, energy off the bench on all fronts. But, yeah, both those two kids are a nice class, two-man class in terms of freshmen for Vatek. And I talked about it, I hinted on it earlier, but I wanted to kind of uh, go a little bit more in depth with you about it. This team seems to have great um, – you know, age, experience. Um, they know they have players that know what Mike Young wants. Um, they have players that have been in, in the bright lights. They've been to NCAA tournaments. Um, they've experienced success at, at college level. How important is that, that aspect, that, that experience? How important is that um, knowledge in college basketball and in the ACC? Well, there's really no substitute for experience, Jamie, uh, at the Division One level. Um, when you can have guys who have been in your program multiple years, uh, as to your point, they've, they've been there, done that. And those kids, they understand the speed of the game. They understand what it takes to win games at home, on the road. Um, they understand that game point mentality that we spoke about uh, on both ends. And when you talk about building a program, Jamie, the most important ingredient in your vision um, for any coach is to come in and build your program with players who are going to develop and become uh, players who get older and older within the program, within the system. And again, Virginia Tech has shown that they have those type of guys. Uh, Mike Young is bringing players from Wooford that he coached a few years ago, and he's implementing them now in the ACC where they're older, they're more experienced, although they're maybe coming from a, a conference that isn't as strong, they're still able to perform because first and foremost, they understand what coach young and his staff want. But secondly is because they they're battle tested. They've got great experience at playing at the division one level. You know, Jamie, when you're out on the road and you're watching a lot of players, the one thing that, you know, I, I tell young guys when I'm recruiting them and their families, and I'm sure you see this, the biggest adjustment that high school kids, whether the high school Juco kids, um, in terms of, you know, uh, the adjustment going from a high school to Juco to a division one program is the speed of the game, right? How, how fast things happen. Um, you know, if you're not shot ready with your hips down, hands ready on a shot, uh, at the division one level, you're probably not going to get the shot off clean. It's going to be, there's going to be somebody that can cover ground different than high school. Right? So when you talk about the parallel of, you know, uh, younger inexperienced players, as opposed to having experienced players in the program, it's a huge advantage uh, for any head coach in college or any college program is to get those guys with experience. And, and once again, Jamie, Vatech is building their program uh, with that mindset. And, uh, 
And I think that's why they win a lot of these close games too. They've got that experience, uh, been there, done that uh, mentality, and they understand what it takes to win. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Virginia Tech, super excited to see what they bring. I think Scott did an unbelievable job of breaking down what it is that we can't expect from them, why it is that Mike Young, ACC Coach of the Year, and what he tries to do and instill within his teams. There's a great X's and O breakdown. There was a great breakdown of identity, talking about personnel. But that's what we've come to expect here from the breakdown with Coach Scott Spinelli. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you would, please Make sure you go below, beneath, subscribe to us, leave in the comments below what you think about Virginia Tech, how you think they're going to be, what you think about KV Aluma, um, and, and the national ranking Virginia Tech should bring. Just leave in the comments below, let us know what you think about it. This is our eighth installment. Listen to the previous seven as well. We've already gone through the Dukes, the UNCs, the Syracuses, the Georgia Techs of the world, and we're going to have uh, more coming as well. Uh, we're going to get all the way up to 15 here. Uh, pretty soon. So make sure you check it in. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to us. Rate us five stars and do all that. Um, but until next time, I am Jamie Shaw, my co-host Scott Spinelli. Thank you guys so much. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit